What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua, and today my lovely wife is joining me. Her name is Jessica Lynn. Jessica, would you like to say hello? Hello, everyone. <laughs> I think this is the no, that's not true. I was gonna say this is the first time you've enjoyed enjoyed me. Well. <laughs> okay, this is not a comical broadcast, or not supposed to be. Uh, this is the, what I was trying to say was this is the first time my amazing wife has joined me for civil justice, which is a broadcast that I have been doing in relation to civil commitment. Now, you have been on the phone for one conversation. And of course, you've had the opportunity to not only hear me talk over and over about this, including hearing different testimonies from different people like you've been involved. And then you've heard some things just through the phone. You've seen the emails. You've seen the letters. You've seen all of the craziness. So from your perspective, what are your thoughts? Because that's something that you haven't really shared. shared. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't shared them because I don't feel like, or I haven't felt like I have had all of the facts to this whole concept of what's happening. is so big. And to have an opinion of any type, you really need to be fully involved, in my opinion. And I, that's the kind of person I am, is to be fully involved if I'm going to have an opinion. And you and, ask lots of questions. And I ask a lot of questions so that I can really understand and, you know, tell who's lying, who's not lying, that sort of thing. But I do know that the people that we're going to be talking to today, the huge difference is the fact that they were accused as children. And I have a passion for children. And I believe adults are here to help children grow and protect them. And any child that's accused of something like this wasn't protected by someone. You got me on that. I'm here. Yeah, this one's new for me. I don't believe that I've actually talked to any anyone. That's not true. There's been a couple people that now they're in their 50s and 60s, but I think this is the youngest group that we've actually spoken with. But these gentlemen that are going to be on the broadcast today at MSOP are, were charged as minors and for various, actually, no, some were, yeah, some weren't even charged, but their thing that they did wrong happened as minors and I'm really anxious to hear some of these stories. I don't, again, there's not like a lot of prep. When I normally do a broadcast, it's, hey, send me your bio, send me a headshot, send me all the links that you want to promote. And not that I do a lot of research because I like organic conversation. I like to get to know people on the air. We don't have time for that because those of you who have listened to the other broadcast, what you're going to hear on the phone is... You have a call from Moose Lake Facility and for GTL. is So you'll hear that. And every call is about 15 minutes. So there's not a lot of questions from us. We will ask when we feel led. But ultimately, I just want these guys to be able to say hi to who they want to say hi to, share what's on their heart. I find it interesting that while all the stories I've heard so far have aligned, they're all completely different. Every one of them. So I'm really excited. I, and here's another thing, too, just to give you some proof, because I know that it's really easy to go, ah, they're sex offenders, or they've been accused of that, or they're mentally ill. They've been labeled as sexually violent people. 
And I've been on here saying that there's a lot of innocent people locked up. And I have that was with a guy that finally got out. But now I have even more. And I don't want to say the name. I will say the prisoner's name, James Heydrich. But I got today a letter, a confession letter, another confession letter of somebody saying that they falsely accused James. And of course, James's story is meant for the movies. In fact, I think all of these guys have movie-like stories. But James's story is fascinating. I got in trouble for interviewing him because I recorded the video. But I, he's somebody that has a very colorful story, and it's been very hard to tell what's true and what's not. But I got to tell you, I believed him. And now, all of a sudden, all of the evidence is coming out to suggest that he didn't do any of the things he was convicted of and charged and even what the there was false testimonies given and why is that story we're going to have to say so without further ado i the phone's going to ring here in a little bit and uh, i just ask with just have an open heart again i'm telling you try to put yourself in your child's shoes or even if you are younger try to imagine what it's like to lose the right to your freedom because you were falsely accused of something you didn't do, and you were thrown in one of the worst prisons in the world. Imagine that. Imagine losing the right to see your family, your loved ones, having to go to therapy that you don't even need, where they mind F you, and just the psychological warfare alone makes this, these facilities dangerous. But it gets worse. And again, there's so many episodes that we've done now that really paint that picture. But really, when you hear these voices today, I want you to imagine that it's your son, your husband, that is locked up and they didn't do anything wrong. Or maybe they did something wrong a long time ago. <laughs> they served their time and then got thrown back into prison for no reason. I could give example after example, but as you watch, or as you listen, please keep that in mind. All right, we're waiting for the first phone call. Post the post, the post phone call will be happening here in just a second. And thank you for being here. Hey, this is Joshua. Who am I speaking with? This is Joshua. Hey, Joshua, how are you? Can you spell your last name for me? Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for calling. I am uh, really grateful for your call and I would love, my wife is here with me, Jessica, and uh, we're really excited to hear what you have to say. I was recently just committed to uh, the MSOP program. I was actually committed to the St. Peter CPS division of the program, but this place is going back and forth with my judge and trying to tell her that she overstepped her boundaries. But there's three years old from Rochester, Minnesota. I've have no adult record since I was 16 years old. I have two juvenile offenses of third degree criminal sexual conduct. I went to Red Wing in 2007 to 2009 where I completed. I was released from Red Wing in 2009. My EJJ was revoked and I was sentenced or my adult sentence was issued which was 60 months conditional release. At that time I was sent uh, to have the adult but same or similars went back to, I went to adult prison in 2000 and I believe 
2013, I entered the Wide Awakes Correctional Facility Sex Offender Treatment Program, where there I spent five years, and I left there in 2018 with a full completion. Upon release there, I returned to Rochester, Minnesota, was in another treatment program called Turning Point Services, where I completed full completion, got certificates and everything. So I've completed three treatment programs with no re-offense, no new offense, no adult record, no indication that I was even trying to re-offend or that they are saying or anything like that, that it's a new crime. Um, in 2021, I think, they pronounced 2000. I lived on my parole and sentenced to 120 days violation back into the DOC. Not, nothing for no same or similar. Uh, spent 120 days there the day I was supposed to come home. They packed me up and everything. Instead of me coming home, a uh, sheriff showed up and served me with civil commitment papers. And now here I sit. Wow. So how long was each treatment program that you did that you completed? And how did you complete it? What were the qualifications? You have to take uh, multiple polygraphs and their stages for the red wing treatment. It's the juvenile um, offense or whatever. So you have to do a full disclosure and maintenance polygraph and what's called the PPG. Um, and what that does is it kind of assesses your attraction template. So I passed both of my polygraphs and the PPG. Wait, is that where they put, is that where they hook your penis up to a monitor? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's a penis polygraph. They show you. Oh. So, so what they do? I'll let. Actually, you explain it because you've done it. I haven't had the opportunity to have my penis hooked to a machine. It's not that kind. What? So, can you explain it to Jessica and the audience, please? What a PPG is? Yeah. So the PPG is what they hook around your your genitals. It actually goes around your sack in your your penis or whatever, and it kind of assesses, and they show you different weird pictures of, like, juveniles and seductive positions and stuff like that, and if your penis or your, like, kind of, like, if blood starts flowing down there, then it tries to say that that's what you're attracted to, and they use that to come up with your attraction testing. So they show you child pornography, and then it yeah, doesn't—it doesn't, doesn't like swimsuits and everything. Yeah, but there's people that have sexual abuse trauma that have conditions associated with it that they're they can't control that. It just seems very wrong and violating. Oh my! My yeah, wife, I definitely agree. Do you mind sharing? Like, how old were you when you had your offense? I was. And I just turned six. How old was the person? What I considered to be my girlfriends and my friends at the time, they both were 13. Wait, what? Isn't there a two-year yep. law in Minnesota? I was over the age of 16, and they were under the age of 16, and their parents did not agree that they were okay with me having sex with daughters. So that's how they ended up getting me. They were trying to charge me with two first degrees. But they dropped them down to two third degrees because when I passed my polygraph, I told them, I was like, I didn't force them to do anything. I'm like, they wanted to be sexual with me. I understand it's against the law. So they dropped it down to two third degree criminal sexual conduct. And that's how I was charged. So and it is, go ahead. Parents 
can't even have a say in if their underage child has a sex change nowadays, but they're still yeah. holding to this that that the parent gets to after the fact to decide whether their child's decision was okay or not. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's I hope the audience heard that the phone was breaking up really bad, but basically, the, to correct me if I'm wrong, the judge said, if you don't confess, we're going to throw you in prison for the rest of your life. The public defender said that. Uh, yeah, my public defender said that. She took me in a room and she told me, my mom is the one that actually threw you here, who can actually tell you more of the story. My mom's very intelligent. She knows all this information, but she told my mom she had to wait outside the room and the, DA, and the public defender said, you need to take this deal. They have too much too much leverage against you. Otherwise, you're going to go into adult prison for a very long time. If that happened to one of my kids, I would lose my mind. Like, that's, that, that's not legal, is it? To not let your mom, you... Nope. It's like dealing with the public school system. I wrote judges based on this information. When I, when I turned 19 and I realized that they did that, I like contacted a couple judges and they actually said that I reached the limitations of appeal and that would have needed to be placed in uh, the courts under appeal and there's nothing they can do about it. Freaking the president of the United States and his son is a kid toucher and, and like in a vile human being. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely a sniffer. What yeah. we live in the most backwards world I have. Oh my god. Yeah. So what are your yeah. Yeah, no, you go ahead. When I was released in 2018, uh, and I completed my treatment in Turning Point, Rochester, Minnesota, with Roxanne as my therapist, I actually applied and I actually received my parental rights back. I don't have custody, but I have my parental rights back. And my daughters are both 12. They're twins. My uh -oh. PO, the county. Everybody, actually, I got custody of our partial custody of my daughter's back. They were coming to stay with me every other weekend. And the same social services that gave me partial custody of my kids back is the same social services that petitioned to have me committed. Wow. Yeah. What are they trying to set you up for the next shebang? That I don't understand. I have no clue. I know I have no new offenses. I have not, only thing I have on my adult record is a speedy ticket where I was doing like 146 and 65 on my crowd tracket. Other than that, I have no adult record. <laughs> they need to outlaw crowd tracket. <laughs> and driving in between cars, that scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this. Like, how are your spirits? Are you motivated to get out? Have you given up hope? Are you still fighting? And I'll be honest with you. I've been here seven months fighting this stuff. And the fact that my judge committed me to St. Pierre CPS, not mostly. She straight up said she does not want me here. The commissioner intervened and said, no, 
you overstepped your boundaries. You can't tell us where to put people in our program. We're not moving them down there. He has to go to the base of the program. That crushed my spirits. And then actually has me like not wanting to do anything really, to be honest with you. But for my kids and my family and for my mom, who stuck by my side. In all my treatment staff from the past testified on my behalf. I even had two therapists from this place. Two therapists from MSOP testified on my behalf that I did not belong here, and they still committed me. Really? So I still want to get out. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's unheard of because it's, the therapists have never testified for people, but mm. my therapist said she felt legally obligated to testify on my behalf because I've completed three treatments. I've never reoffended. I've tapped all my polygraphs, and they still committed me based on the fact that they said that I had a course of harmful sexual conduct because I have two offenses as a kid. Bullshit, though. It's bullshit. It's it's not. You're years. you're sixteen. You're sixteen. Kid. It's it, it, this stuff goes on all day long, every day, and it's just the difference of some dip. I don't want to talk bad about people, but some idiotic parent saw a two-age gap. You maybe didn't like your hair, or your cologne, or something. Decides, ah, screw that guy. I don't want him dating my daughter. So, no, I don't want him banging my daughter. So, you're going to go to civil commitment. That seems fair. Yeah. That is a screwed up. Man, I'm not going to say my victims because they're not mine. I don't possess them. But the girls that I have victimized that I was charged with them, they were asked to testify. If they contacted my mom and my sister and said, hey, these people are trying to get us to testify against Josh and say that we think he needs to go away for life and we're not okay with doing that, they refused to even show up to the court hearing. Wow. They shouldn't. Wait. Oh, but they're minors, so they don't have to show up. To... That's why it didn't well, get thrown minors, out. So they may just be now. They're 30 years old now. Hey, listen, I know this is the first time we've talked. And I don't believe yeah. in pumping people full of hopium, but I can tell you that the, collectively what's happening there is getting so much more interest and more people are paying attention to it. More people are waking up to it. Yeah, but keep, keep the faith, man. Keep the faith and don't give up. Like we, there's, I'm telling you, there's more people in, in, in fighting the fight for you guys. Amen, man. I appreciate that. If you guys have any more questions, like some more details you need, my mom is on the phone right now and she's listening. She needs more questions. And obviously I can't call back or whatever, but because there's people waiting for yeah. the phone. But my mom, her name's Kathy. She's very intelligent. She can tell you everything you guys need to know. And Kathy, you can call us anytime. Joshua, okay, yeah. bless you, man. We'll yeah. talk to you soon, bro. Yep. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right.